After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Welcome, everyone, to the Cluster Puck Podcast, part of the MHRT Network here at Center Ice. I'm Britt, and I've got Nick here beside me. Hope everyone has had a good week. We could basically start and end this podcast by just saying the looming question of who will be the 2C has been answered, and that might be all that you want to know, but we'll still continue talking anyway, so we will get right into things. Uh, We have quite a bit to talk out. It's uh, not as exciting as midseason stuff, but preseason is over. So we've got a good feel on what we've got going into next week's home opener. Um, We might be playing the Blackhawks, but we also get to drop a banner. So even though we're playing maybe the worst team that ever existed in the NHL, it's still going to be time. (laughs) We need to be spending the amount of money that people are spending on these tickets. This Blackhawks team, but nonetheless. I would probably sell my kid to be there, to be honest. But I just I, uh, if I had children, I would too. <laughs> exactly. It's uh, unfortunately a time and a money issue, and at this point, I can't afford the time just as much as the tickets. So, how's it going, Nick? I am also excited for the season. I'm uh, well. First of all, I'm good. I suppose I should answer your question. Uh, I'm just I'm ready, man. Preseason's wrapped up. It's done. I just I'm I'm ready to just kick off the season and uh, pull the quest for back-to-back, so Wednesday can't come soon enough. Yeah, I'm really struggling, and I keep saying this, and I keep calling it like the Tampa mentality, where I'm just like, screw the regular season. Like, (laughs) we don't (laughs) don't need a regular season. Like, nobody got time for that, but I suppose we just utilize the regular season to figure out who's going where and what we need to buy at the deadline, and hopefully it's not a goalie, so we'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah, it's... uh, Preseason has not really given us much insight to the goalie situation. Fortunately, we know what we've got in Francis. So uh, we'll just kind of go over who stood out in preseason, who underperformed, some people overperformed. Uh, we kind of had a feeling what we had going into it, but some things were confirmed and some things were a bit of a surprise. I uh, kind of just going to go through a quick list here of the guys that got waived. So we had Magna, Kaut, Bowers, Bleed, and Maltsev were all kind of our late waves that were a little more concerning with others. Um, we can go over each of them individually. Uh, Magna is just kind of one of the lesser big news guys. Kind of thought he's, we acquired him in 1920 and he's just been a good role player. Uh, he is a nice villain for injuries, but he's definitely not a mainstay. I uh, actually kind of read some interesting information about how we pushed through our guys a little bit early, even our important people early in the uh the waiver situation, which is a good thing, showing that we do have more value than just being okay with them being picked up in that with us pushing them through sooner than later, uh, they're less likely to be picked up than if they were dropped later when teams have started their regular season and they're starting to get injuries already. So at this point, it's kind of nice because a lot of teams don't have those early season injuries where they might need to pick someone up to fill. So it's kind of nice that we've got those guys cleared and through. Um, Magna wouldn't have been a huge loss, but he is definitely a good guy to have around. And it's always, we want the Eagles to do well too. So he's a good mainstay for them. Um, I think one of the most painful and 
just roller coaster guy this year was Kout. Uh, he was put on waivers, and I think that he was one of the ones that people definitely thought might get picked up. Uh, we drafted him in 2018. Like we said last week, he had the beginning of training camp. He was tired, and basically he had that unfortunate conversation where he said, this is probably my last chance, and Bednar said, yep. And <laughs> he agreed. I'm heart now that it's like, there's your last chance. <laughs> like, And yep. now it's gone. So it's... I don't know if he just didn't take it. It's not a fun time to be a fringe guy for the abs because we don't have experimental time right now. We're not looking for long-term builds or projects. Uh, we just don't have time for it. We're, we're, we're looking to win a cup, not to build a cup winning team. We're just looking to, you know, polish it out. So I don't know what your feelings are on Kout. Um, I'm hurting for him, but that one hurts a lot. Yeah, it's it's tough to see someone who you've you've had for so long, you know. Yeah, five years. He five years, you know. He he was here and he he did his best, and you know you were just so excited for him, and and he showed so many glimpses of promise and and you know wonderful prosperity with the team and stuff like that. But just for just it was all kind of just flashes in the pan, more than anything. Uh, but I think I think you nailed it right on the head. I think with these these waves that went on with Nigna, Cow, Bowers, and, and Blythe, or I don't know how to pronounce his last name to be completely honest. It's difficult. Blythe, yeah. Blythe, Bleh. Yeah. <laughs> There's some, but, and, and, and Mikhail Maltsev, you know, you, I think you hit it right on the head is like our Stanley Cup window, and you even touched on this last week, is now and for the next, you know, four, five, six, however many years. Um, we need to have people who can who can fill roles instead of be a, a experiment project, just like what you said. Um, yeah. So it it was difficult because you do want to give these guys a shot, you know, because right. they they have given a lot. Yeah. But the difficult part of that is, is you know, we're we're a fast moving train, the Avalanche are, and and unfortunately, we just have to have people who are are proven assets to the team that can help get that second cup, you know, and, and help make or, you know, a deep playoff run, whatever it's going to be this season. Um, I think, I think you're absolutely right. These guys, even though they, they had time or most of them, I should say had time, right. They, they had their preseason to really show why they could add to this Stanley cup winning team and all and the returning players till the end. So, I mean, it's not like, he yeah, that right away and Bednar did come out and say um in a press conference that it's not like these guys are bad or they're not even lacking NHL qualities it's just for us and that's why it is surprising we didn't have anyone picked up off waivers other than Sir Jonas Johansson but <laughs> well as you never know um but Bednar said these guys are NHL worthy and while they may not be full season NHL worthy a lot of these guys can fill in those spots but we just, I mean, how often do you have a team that only needs to fill two roster spots, maybe three, depending on yeah. on Helm? I mean, there's not a lot of room and you kind of get that guilty feeling too that we don't want to waste their careers. And that's, uh, we don't want to waste half their career waiting for them to break through. And that's why it's almost trading uh, Baron. I mean, he may have wasted away too. And a lot of these guys, yeah. they need to waste away in the AHL as much as we do want the Eagles to succeed. We also want to be farming uh, 
guys to succeed. I mean, that is mm -hmm. a testament to our training systems and it's to get these guys to the NHL, be it with us or someone else and be able to utilize them as trade bait or whatever you may call it. But on the flip side, with none of these guys being picked up, it does show that they might not hold a whole lot of trade value come deadline, which is scary because I don't want to be talking about trading Gerard again. Yeah, no kidding. And and with that though, I am I am relatively relieved that they cleared waivers. And as far as I'm aware, none of them were picked up. No, so no so up. they, I mean, I I still would see them as as an okay substitute should those injuries occur during yeah. the season. And they will. You and, and and half of me wonders, and and you know, I'd like to get your thoughts on this too. But like half of me wonders if they got the playing time they wanted, or that they you know that they so eagerly were looking for during mm -hmm. you know early to mid season, you know maybe a stretch of ten games or something like that. If that would give them enough traction to to start producing, even though it's on the fourth line, but to show no. that they can get that spot and do well with it. You know, so I've, I, yeah. I'm curious. No, I definitely had that as a consideration. Also, I obviously wouldn't put Cow on like a Alex Newhook level, mm -hmm. but I am curious. Um, I guess I was really surprised to be see Sampo cut so early, but I'm yeah. wondering with both Cow and Sampo, if maybe they're looking for that new hook route where they send him home and see like, are you going to pout or are you going to go kick some butt? And yeah, kind of see back. if they mature. And, and you know, the thing with Cout is he seems to lack consistency because his if you're preseason you're starting down here i mean bedner had very very good things to say about Cout through the after the first couple of preseason games and then you know you wave him so it's like if he's even having that kind of roller coaster in preseason that's not a good testament to playing in the nhl and the number one thing that you need to win the stanley cup is consistency like we can't yeah. have you show up in game five of round two you know we have yeah. to have consistency so i uh yeah. i don't know it hurts my feelings that that conversation with him made me really sad uh but we'll see and so um i don't know i think count i am i i am and i think that the team also bednar did specify that a lot of this was a cap move um we are on a yeah. cap we're not in a brutal cap crunch we're not you know dying but it was mm -hmm. a cap move uh so I think that they hoped that they would all make it through, especially because even though Kelts lacked like success in making it to the NHL, he is someone that we know, we know him, he knows us, he knows our system. Um, mm -hmm. I think one of the more important ones that didn't get picked up was Bowers. Um, that was definitely one of the scarier ones. He is younger, yeah. he was acquired yeah. in the Matt Deshane trade. Um, he's still got a very good chance of seeing some real NHL time, be it with us or someone else. Um, I definitely, think that if it was three weeks Fingers from now, crossed. I know. I hope so. And I know a lot of people hope so. Uh, but he's probably got the most chance of anyone to see a real forward-moving NHL yeah. And I'm just glad that, you know, New Jersey or Coyotes or something didn't pick him up and ruin his, his poor poor life for all those Because <laughs> <guys. laughs> those, I mean, that's, that's kind of how it, uh, I think, was it the... Arizona Ice Bowls picked up Johansson, wasn't it? I think it was them. Yeah, but they, they did. Picked another goalie today. They picked up. They picked up Mr. Ingram. And Mr. Ingram. Like, we should have taken him. He's an the avalanche. Man, 
<laughs> if anything, just so we don't have to him in game three of he, round one about lose to him. I was throwing fits, man, when because I was like, oh yeah, Ingram, no problem. Like he's third, you know, was third, third string and whatnot. But the guy was just holding his own oh, time in and time out for those four games. Like they they were not easy won. games. Oh yeah, and when you're like. I am, I always tell people, like I play beer league and I play in like pretty competitive tournaments, but I always tell people, if I'm not like dedicated to my team, I'm always on the goalies team. When I play pickup hockey, mm -hmm. I'm on the other, we're just on a team. And like, how do you not cheer for a guy that stops like 49 of 50 saves against was the Colorado Avalanche? In the playoffs, you know? I, know. I wish we, well, and then also, uh, Hugh Dobin went on waivers and I, I think- Yeah, I saw that. I didn't pay a lot of attention to him. Um, Dallas is one of those teams that I've really, I checked out of them last year and now this year it's kind of like, well, crap. But I losing uh, <laughs> what's his face, uh, I don't know, that might be their defenseman. Uh, what's his name? Oh, are we talking Klingenberg? The, yeah, the avalanche killer. It uh, It's, it's going to be, it's going to be tough for him. But yeah. they could be one of those teams that if you told me they made it straight far into the playoffs, I'd believe you. If you told me that they missed the playoffs altogether, I'd also believe you. Yeah. Ottinger, if they can keep him healthy, he's... But uh, I was just really surprised to see them wave Hudobin even... Yeah, he was waved. I haven't seen if he's cleared, I, which I think it was yesterday that he was waved. So yeah. I would imagine... Uh, I, I always thought he was a starter, so I don't know. Maybe he just had that one run, and maybe I'm more yeah. into it because he killed us. I, I I believe that because I didn't really know much about him until he had the bubble playoff games yes. where yeah. the the man just Old played lights out. Yeah, I totally and the nickname Dobby. Oh, love it. Great. I think I'm his little him. I think his little quote in the locker room after they advanced, they're like, or I think they stayed in, and he's like. We're not going home! <laughs> and then everyone's like, yeah! The only time a Russian was endearing ever. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but no, him, I don't know what it is about those, those Russian goalies, man. I, uh, some people. I've still got hopes, and I I don't want to get far ahead of myself as a doubter, but if uh, Georgiev doesn't work out, we're bringing Varley home. Bringing him home, and he's Ooh. gonna he's gonna have his last dance. As that's a that's saying. a hot take. I know. I have a dog named Varley, so if yeah. we can bring that back home, I oh, I would love nothing more. Sure, but, uh, sure. Obviously, I have a lot of faith in in uh, Georgiev, so we'll see. It's I'm excited. I just I really really am excited to get that show on the road. Yeah. But uh, so like some lesser important ones. Uh, Bleed went on waivers, which I thought was super bizarre considering we just signed him like yeah. two weeks ago but i think they were probably just really confident that he would clear uh we signed him as a free agent at the very end so clearly he wasn't a hot commodity um so and he did so since he cleared he's uh definitely going to be someone we'll see on the abs roster he'll be one of those coming back and forth guys uh but Bednar had nothing but fantastic things to say about him, which is why I'm confident they knew he would clear. Bednar is, you know how he's so, uh, he's not huge on like wild compliments. He doesn't go overboard yeah. in his criticism compliments. He described Bleed specifically as playing loud, which I thought was a very interesting adjective yeah, for, for sure. him as a loud player, which 
to me, if Bednar sees you as loud, like that's probably a pretty big compliment. That's pretty big, yeah. Yeah, he doesn't get like worked up about much. I mean, he's, I uh, am a total Bednar fangirl above all other people in this world. I think Bednar is the most handsome, the smartest, the most collected, like, yeah, I don't know if you saw this is just a random tidbit. Did you see where they released like the attractiveness of the coaches and Bednar was like 15 or oh, something? Oh yes, I remember I that. Like, is That's anybody right. who, who, who who was number one on that list? Oh my gosh, I ugh, I can't it? even remember now. But like John Cooper was like number three. He was up there and I'm like so what I understand is they ran it through this system that I don't know if you watch The Office, but it's a symmetry uh -huh. uh, analyzer. And it's like, okay, somebody should have probably stopped and looked at an actual picture because Bednar is handsome outside of like just this list of very torn up X oh, yeah. player yeah. faces. Bednar is a good looking dude. I mean, especially like way number one. Like, I, on. absolutely. Especially after the guy cut his hair. Oh. But that, I don't know, that salt and pepper flow, it's crazy how we age these guys because uh, like Sackick, oh, we these coaches age, I swear, it's like five years to every year that they're coaching. Hopefully he'll, he'll have some rejuvenated youth in his Stanley Cup win because his hair was brown when he started. <laughs> He's rocking that silver pretty good. stress in that job uh, for DM. Oh, and I can't even imagine. It, but I mean, He's also just, he's, a, there's something that he does. I mean, when you consider Nuke's progression from being a fringe NHL player to where he is, he's got. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Something about him that he makes people feel good. And that limited compliment type personality is... Mm -hmm. That's one that'll do it. If you don't get compliments very often, when you do, you cling to it. And he's somebody that they want to perform for. You can definitely tell. And then the last one we had for Notable Waves was Maltev, which I, it's hard to get a grasp on him because we were super stoked when we got him. And I mean, we lost Graves. We lost, we lost our little golden boy. Everybody loved Graves, even Everyone. if he was just a disaster waiting to happen. All, he just made the worst decisions at the worst. It, he did. It was, I could have just puked those few times that he would get penalties and tie games with two minutes left and he yeah. someone, but losing Graves was painful for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And uh, so Maltsev, I mean, I, from what I understand, I haven't watched a lot of his play. He's got a shot that's disgusting, but he's also not that old. So he's still yeah. not, uh, I don't think that they're saying goodbye to him, but 
seems like he's kind of getting to where he's it's nice to have him on the Eagles versus into yeah. a full-blown career with the Avs. Yeah, definitely. Uh, when that trade did occur, I was excited because, I mean, and, and you were right, you know, losing Graves, it hurt. He was a favorite. He, right. he was a big body on the defensive line. And so that was like my biggest concern was like, oh, great. You know, we're trading it for, for exactly, you know, you're, you're trading that away for something that he was on the you know devils you saw some highlights and and again flashes in the pan where you said okay this guy's got some promise um yeah. and then you know it, it doesn't quite get to the level of expectation i'm guessing that uh you and i had uh, as far yeah. as maybe he can be maybe he can become that kind of more defined uh fourth line you know hold really hold that kind of stuff down so uh, you know, I, and I'm and I'm kind of more hopeful as far as maybe giving him some time to ripen a little bit down in Loveland, and you know, see if if again if there is a spot that needs to open up due to injury, maybe see if it's Maltsev that comes in, uh, and that's fills really, that that spot, and and again, hopefully he's shining star. The that's what's unfortunate. The unfortunate thing about having the most dynamic and incredible defense in all of the NHL is that. The only way they can find themselves in is, you know, somebody getting hurt. And uh, mm-hmm. they get pushed even farther down when we've got McDonald and McDermott who can play forward and defense. So we kind of can prioritize them because it's not such a cap hit if we pull one of them up to yeah. play both. Yeah. It's it's a tough time to be someone looking to break through as the Avs defense. Uh, we're so spoiled. I mean... It's so hard to even think about those those dry seasons with such bad defense when I mean yeah. we we truly this is like a historical time for defense in all of the NHL. We're setting oh, new yeah. precedent for styles of play for I mean as we were discussing earlier, Kale McCarr is literally going to change the game of hockey. And so what does Maltev have to bring when he's trying to push out? I <laughs> know. <laughs> it's unfortunate. And until we have to make you know, some big cap move. Uh, these guys just don't really get much of a chance. And honestly, with the cap going up and us just leaning on paying McKinnon like $9 a year, we really haven't had to make big, huge sacrifices that have hurt and then bring in somebody to fill them in. Other than we can kind of move on to uh, how we're looking at those rosters. One of those big sacrifices was Kadri. And Bednard did come out and say, New Hook is our guy, and Bednar is very tight-lipped about everything, which mm-hmm. is the only thing that I despise about the man. <laughs> Gosh, I don't, I don't pay close, close attention to other coaches. Um, my brain can wholly hold so much, and between the Avalanche and my USHL team, I just don't have time to pay attention to how coaches talk to their players and their fans. But Bednar is the most secretive guy. But he said. New hook is our guy. He's playing 2C and he's got time. We're not giving him five games. We're not giving him 10 games. He's pretty much got until free agency to claim yeah. it. And that to me, what he when he saw what New Hook did, setting him down and then bringing him back up and New Hook showing him and apparently had a very good summer because he is he is one of those guys that looked like a man amongst boys um, mm-hmm. in preseason and I just think that Bednar is really looking to empower him with that statement. I think that statement was made for Newhook, not for us. I think he wanted to 
publicly show that we know you're going to stumble, but until literally the deadline when we need to replace you, it's yours. And it, uh, that to me is a huge statement for Bednar, like a big, big statement. And they were probably so sick and stinking tired of there's what else have we talked about since I mean because it started with is Kadri going to get traded mm-hmm. and if he does who's going to do it and then we signed Rodriguez and everybody's like oh okay so that's a replacement but then it was like okay but Newhook is actually you know playing better than Rodriguez or maybe they would play well together so mm-hmm. yeah, I uh I'm just really happy for Newhook and I if you watched it's weird how when we watched the celebrations of the Stanley Cup uh parties and like their days with the cup you just got so much insight into these guys and yeah like i'm an emotional fan as much as i am like i love the game but like i feel like we have the most endearing team on the face of the earth and like when you just really get to see these guys like new hook is such a good guy like he deserves he is it was he paid i might have this wrong but i'm pretty sure he paid for his whole college team to come and to his Stanley Cup party with when uh, and like he's just such a sweet kid and like honestly all of the guys like they're they all are just such good dudes I don't know if you saw and I don't know how in tune our fans are that are watching here but Jack Johnson baptized his child <laughs> I saw <And> that <laughs> when, when we traded him I was like I realized that I think we got one goal one beautiful wonderful opening goal from that big dork of a guy but <laughs> it hurts so bad to lose a pto guy and it's just like i know that that locker room is just so healthy that uh we make we make players like better people like i just mm-hmm. i uh i always think about who we could have brought on and think about their drama my little brother was talking about the abs should bring on simmons and stuff and it's like mm. i always feel like okay but i'm a i'm a locker room i'm a locker room person so i'm like okay yeah. how does that change the locker room like i'm a no drama because when uh people were talking about tony d'angelo and i'm like gross like what uh, do, you do that but i just uh that's a no from me babe it. and he's busted <laughs> his butt all summer the boy got thick over the mm-hmm. summer he looks like he hit whatever that like 20 year old puberty is but i think he's ready and i really think that with the right mentoring considering last year he's going to propel to stardom and i think benner is doing just that i i just really have a lot of faith in him i i absolutely agree and i wonder if <clears throat> if bednar did that on purpose because, you know, just like what you said, everyone, when Rodriguez signed on, everyone was expecting New Hook to just drop to third C. He could mm-hmm. kind of captain that line more or less. But yeah. no, he takes a spotlight, shines it right onto the kid mm-hmm. to, you know, to not only kind of give him, I don't, I don't want to say praise, but just say, hey, the focus is now on him. Yeah. As far and- as that 2C. And yeah. so, and so my guess is he did that for a couple of reasons. The first being, get rid of all the confusion that you think is out there. Oh, you know, I'm stop sure. guessing. You know, this this is who we're going to run with. This is going to be our identity on the second line, and and deservedly so. Kind of like what you said, he he's proven that he can at least achieve that mantle of the two C. The second reason I think is so that New Hook can be made aware that everyone and i mean everyone is going to be watching him yeah 
perform on that second line. And so he, that is the ch- that is the task for him now is everyone can see me on the second line center being, you know, trying to be that new production force, you know, filling in so to speak the shoes of Malcolm Kadri. Yeah. yeah. And he, he in his mind he's got to be thinking I have to step into that spotlight and perform, you know, right. just just like a performer or a singer on stage. Once that sh- light shines right on you, you got to give it your best otherwise you're going to start getting tomatoes thrown at you you know so i i i think i think he'll dig that that's oh yeah yeah i i think he he'll absolutely take hold of that spotlight and say it's it's diva time you know i'm gonna sing my heart out until my lungs collapse and i hope he does you know i i hope that guy produces just massive amounts of numbers puts up great goals great assists Mm-hmm. and and basically shows that he got that got to where he is because of the hard work because of the dedication and because Bednar decided to publicly announce right here that's our 2C. Yeah, yep, for sure. And uh it's interesting too because it was kind of discussed that Bednar didn't uh he didn't really put a lot of spotlight on the guys that we waived and almost uh not he does he does never talk poorly of players he talks he talks with constructive criticism of their play and effort and a point that kind of crossed my mind was that there also might be a little more to uh his lack of recognition for like couch and bleed uh so that people don't pick him up off waivers he's not going to say we're waving him even though we love him uh, because then people don't have as much faith. I think it's uh, Bowers and Kaut are the, I think it was Bowers and Kaut are the only two from their draft class. Yes, first round draft picks of 2017 that haven't seen a single NHL game. So them not being picked up, uh, usually even if people have had terrible like prospect time, if they were a first round pick, they'll get picked up just for throw it at a wall and see if it sticks. But that's kind of a thing that I wonder if Bednar didn't want to draw attention to that because they're literally the only ones left that have not seen a single NHL game from that draft class, which that was a relatively solid draft class, but not um, the best that's ever existed. So it's kind of sad that they haven't seen any NHL time, especially with Bowers. Um, yeah. He had very high hopes, but yeah. So I'm curious to see if, they will uh, possibly make a you know an appearance again, especially if McKinnon has only gotten whacked in the face and the hand, and the world is apparently out for Mac this year. Um, we might see him taking more maintenance time. We might see a lot of our guys taking more maintenance time. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a really good point, uh, Allie. So Rodriguez played two C last year when Malkin was out, and something that I can't remember if. You and I talked about it in private, Nick, or if that was uh, something we talked about. It's interesting to see that his huge year was like when you're surrounded by Crosby, I feel like even I could maybe pop something in the net occasionally. Obviously he's a good, um, that proves that he can play with fast players because there Mm -hmm. is something to be said about guys that aren't first line players inherently but they can keep up with first line players at least for a limited time especially colorado avalanche first time players because 
even really, really good first lines from other teams can't play like like our guys do. Um, yeah. And if he can prove to be someone that can take those spots or play with the rest of our lineup, I mean, we're a fast team. So regardless of how he does or did, if it was because of playing with Crosby, it's still a really important trait. If you can play with Crosby, that's that's a quality that's not possessed by all really good hockey players. Um, but I think part of the thing with Newhook taking that center position, that's a little reassuring, is that Newhook has not been playing with superstars and still found a way to get better. Do, does that make sense? He yeah. Uh, yeah. He's really had to push and grind and play a pretty, like, I mean, obviously successful. He got to win a Stanley Cup, but he's really been put through the the Bednar blender as far as positions go. Uh, they've put him through a lot of, you know, line mates, especially mm -hmm. through our injury time, um, up and down. I mean, he's definitely been tested. So yeah. compared to Rodriguez, it's not like he's had an easy path. But you know, Newhook hasn't been shooting in Crosby's uh, one timers. Yeah. And, and half of me wonders um, when we got Rodriguez, Rodriguez, if he came in kind of polished, and I use polished in the sense that he was playing with generational talent, and yep. that of Crosby and, and Malkin, Latang, you know that mm -hmm. characters to that liking. So I'm wondering if because he was able to show up and show out with that kind of talent to his side that kind of polished him made him a better more well well well-rounded player yeah. um so that way when we bring him on he already has the experience of what to do with superstars how to work right. with them stuff like that because now you're working with people to the likes of mckinnon mccarr rantanen yeah. landeskog nichushkin people who you know have these defining stardoms right and then for right. and for many superstardoms right so i'm 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 very hopeful that this rodriguez edition the rodriguez that we're going to see this season is that polished rodriguez the one that can finish off one timers give great assists backdoor passes come down the slot really well whatever it is that he needs to do and i'm hoping it's because that attribution can go back toward pittsburgh and when he was playing with those guys. Does that make sense? Yeah, oh, for sure. I think that's a fantastic point, especially when you consider the relationship between McKinnon and Crosby. Rodriguez is very used to uh, playing with Crosby, and so he's not coming into the intensity and whatever, you know, positive or negative adjectives you might give McKinnon's drive. Uh, mm -hmm. He's already used to that, and honestly, it's only better for him because he's coming into essentially the same mentality and near the same talent, but faster and his yeah. age and uh, hungrier. We're so mm -hmm. hungry. And the Penguins, I I just can't count them out until basically like Crosby's in the grave. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> till your tires and so does Latang and so does Malkin. I know. And that's what I wouldn't even count them out this year. I, th what they yeah. were playing Deming. You know, if they had had goalie success last year, it's kind of scary to think about what they could have done. But I think he did come to us and we're very fortunate that he came from a very veteran, mature locker room. Yeah, yeah. Similar to ours that you would anticipate it'll hopefully be in, you know, 10 years. It's, and uh, he's used to those intense, yeah. 
if you've ever listened or read, I read a book on Crosby, like as a 16 year old going at 4 a.m. to skate by yourself, like what kind of. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey, Mel. Bry here. Gotta work from home today, because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold, but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Sick. Psychopath. <laughs> Get me out of bed for anything sort of like a fire when I was 16 by myself, like without my mom or mm-hmm. something important. Ugh. That's incredible. That's a different kind of person. But and that's why that's why he's a Stanley Cup champion and dedication. And that's yeah. and, the, and, and that's, that's the exact reward that you get for that yeah. type of dedication. And that's um, exactly what Mac has molded himself from. That's uh huh. Yep, the man eats chickpeas for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Um, real quick, I do want I do want to interject. I saw I saw this um, graphic from the NHL video game for NHL 23, and they had Pittsburgh. Uh, I'll, I'll just ask you this oh question real fast, and then and then we'll move on to the the, the other segment. But um, it had Pittsburgh going all the way to the Stanley Cup final against against Colorado and winning it in seven. Idiots! I I, I just. <laughs> And like I yeah. said, their their big three are great, right? We just oh, made a point of saying so, but I I don't I don't think they have the same gusto that they had last season. No, you know, I, I just but I, do, I just wouldn't have gotten hurt last year. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I just can't bring myself to to believe that they have the capability. You know, I just feel like their goaltenders, they're good. They're just not great. The rest of the team. No, I same. love Jason Jari. Oh, don't get me wrong. I do too. Man's awesome. But well, it's guess- also not just getting through the first round or the second round. When you're that old, I mean, when you've got are the it, youngest. It, it, it can are. shatter brittle bones yes. for sure. It's a and, lot. And old people, you know, like that, they, they're the type of people that they start to grunt when they get off the sofa, you know, like it's, they're, they're, they're old. Yeah. You know? And it definitely, I mean, wear them down by the end of every round would just be a lot. Yeah. And yes, losing Gino is, that's a big, I mean, that's a, that's a big uh, locker room. It's a big locker room effect for him too, beyond just the on ice stuff, but. I don't know. I don't know. Case by case sports show. I just think that Jerry is, I don't know. And I don't know what their future plan is. I mean, so um, Crosby signed to like a, what, a 69 and a half year contract or something like that. (laughs) And I was just reading the other day that he and Ovechkin are like the only two to truly live up to those. Was it? Genuinely, was it 14, 
14 years? Oh, I might be way off here, but they're the only it was one. Long. It that was really long. But he's gonna see that out, oh, man. They got their 14 years worth of dollars. Oh, absolutely. So, and I do. It's and maybe it's just because no one wants to talk about it. But like, what do the Pittsburgh Penguins look like when Crosby and Malkin are gone? Like, literally, what even are they? They are, they are penguins. Yeah, I, I just, just uh, penguins. They they are, can just go down as still having had the best first winter classic jersey that's crosby and winter classic. it was nice oh, i i give I it a it. chef smooch i know it's honestly um and this is it's nice that the abs this is just kind of a tangent but it's so nice that the abs are getting good because i feel like somebody uh mocked me last week for saying that the caps were my number two but like when you consider what we've gone through the last few years when you're out not even making the playoffs, winning like as few games as we did. If you wanted to stay in hockey, you you always just had to pick a team. And pick that's someone, what, yep. When I was younger, you know, it was like, um, I was playing juniors and it was like, you picked Ovechkin or you picked Crosby and then you freaking hated the other one. That's exactly and right. Crosby, um, I just, I used to despise him when I played at Shattuck they had this like wall of, it was like a shrine to him. And this was when he first broke out and they just had this shrine, you know, he went there and played there. And I just remember it repulsed me so much because I picked Ovechkin and I named my dog Ovi and <laughs> I just, everything about Crosby just hated him. And he was kind of, he was a butthole in his early years. And he's come out and said that he regrets, <laughs> he regrets the whining and the- He but, recognized it. He Definitely. really was. If you go back and watch, he was tormented physically his first several years because he was too fast and too smart. And so what mm-hmm. do you do? Hook him. But yep. I, uh, so I picked Ovechkin and now I'm older and wiser and I've been playing hockey and I had a kid, you know, I've been playing hockey for so long that I have a different pity for him that it breaks my heart to see this end of this era with Crosby and Ovechkin and Malkin and even like TJ Oshie is hurt again. And the thought of TJ Oshie is just like, if TJ Oshie is old, then first of all, I'm old, but just like my, <laughs> this era, it's super, it's sad to see it coming to an end. So I'm just, I'm really thankful that I feel like between Mac and Makar, you know, and even Landis Gog, like he's a little bit older, but then you've got like Zegris and you've got uh, Cider. I mean, we're establishing this new era, but- New generation, the- yep it hurts to see the boy is getting old and that's what they were i was uh kind of reading up on some stuff today and they said that basically with ovechkin if if the gretzky record slips away then he'll probably just call it good and retire if it becomes unattainable he's probably just going to retire and uh if it as long as it's attainable he'll stay and it's like so this i mean you never know it literally could be the last year of Ovechkin and if Crosby gets a concussion or gets hurt again I I think he values his post career more than staying you know honestly he you could argue that he should have retired already with his concussion issues but yeah I could I could genuinely make myself cry thinking about this era coming to an end because that's I just remember sitting there and we'd watch Caps Penguin stuff and we'd talk about what a wussy Crosby was and what a jerk and a you know go all Don Cherry about Ovechkin is a stupid showboat and he's out of control but now it's like those are our old tenured men and they're they're slipping away but it's 
it's exciting that we get to be the creator of this new generation. I mean, Makar is literally changing the way defense is played in the world of hockey. He's phenomenal. Yeah. It it was amazing when he scored his first goal against Calgary. Uh, You know, it's one of those like, oh, cool. Yeah, he scores on his first goal. That's super fun and whatnot. And then the man just says, okay, I see Con Smythe here in a couple of years. I'm going after it. And it just, it doesn't turn back. And he just keeps getting better and better and better to a point where now, like, like even Wayne Gretzky is calling Kale McCarr, like, like Bobby Orr. Oh. He's, he's comparing him to Bobby Orr. It's like, that's, that's so crazy. And for how quick he's done it, and, yep. you know, and, and to a point where people are now like, oh yeah, the, you know, your, your big guy is, is Kale McCarr. Your next big guy is then Nathan McKinnon. Some people are saying that and it just, it blows my mind about just how amazing of that's like not only generational that's like centennial exactly you know? and that's what and same with like i know some people are so against zegris and stuff but like i'm so here for it like i am here for the dramatics as a goalie i really don't want to see any michigan type crap on me but on all the other guys it's totally cool but i uh it's an exciting time to be an abs fan and people who it's go on about time. bandwagon fans i'm like be a bandwagon fan come join the fun group of guys and it's so nice that we don't have to like stand for anyone anymore mm-hmm. they're all if anything so we had kadri but like kadri to me wasn't like malicious so no. you know but we just they're just a bunch of oh they're so endearing all of them mm-hmm. i see it your wife i didn't play for shattuck i uh played at i played we played against them though and uh my team was a junior team we played uh mostly like tournaments and we did um a lot of stuff up in canada and on the east coast but we played shattuck for like kind of exhibition type style games and it was it was a good experience it was it was very uh it's a very compelling thing to go play at that school. Like it was, it was very interesting. And as a hockey player, it's kind of like that. Uh, what is it? The Bloomington ice rink with the wood ceilings. Like oh yeah, yeah. Those ceilings that That's you're a beautiful like beautiful barn. Oh, it's so beautiful. So it, beautiful. It my breath away every time I go in there. When I watch, when I watch. Uh, oh my gosh! What's the movie? What's the Olympic movie? Oh, Miracle Ice? Yes, when they show them practicing there and they like- It's so cool. It's so beautiful. It and is. It's just, there's like so many rinks that give you those feelings. Like I'll get goosebumps just talk, like those beautiful rinks. Like maybe we take the Coyotes and just have them play there until the new arena is done. I know, it probably amazing. more too. Same with like, uh, I was telling someone they should send them, I think it was the Wyzetta rink that we played at. And it is this high school rink and it's, huge and beautiful and incredible like everything in minnesota like the bottom minnesota is still better than the top of just about everything in the hockey world so yeah just send the coyotes up to northern minnesota they'll (laughs) (laughs) there you go see and we've always been abs fans too uh always but case by case i don't know i just i think i'm more sympathetic in my old age and just appreciating the game of hockey and when you consider how long Crosby and McKinnon or Crosby and Ovechkin have been doing it and their bodies filling up. It's just incredible to me, but yeah. I'll stop going on. We don't need to turn it into like a hole. <laughs> we, we could go on for quite a while. I'm sure but we got a season ahead of us. I know we're right there, Good man. God, I am so ready to go. I 
Oh, I can't wait to watch that banner drop. It's going to feel good. I'm going to cry again. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> I, that's, that's okay. Uh, and I am uh, I am more than willing to accept that. I, I cry at sad times like these, especially in hockey. Um, but guess what? Uh, I regret nothing. And uh, just watching it go up, watching them cry, tears will fill my eyes. It's going to be a wonderful time. I'm going to buy pizza. Oh, yeah. Like, you, you name it. I'm going to make an occasion out of it, man. Yep. Great so stuff. Yeah, so moving on. I mean, we can just go right into that with the opening game. Uh, gonna be against Chicago so I don't know you know if the hockey is really worth even <laughs> but those are the games that usually we end up losing for some reason mm -hmm. Iots have had us in a chokehold for the last three years so I don't we might lose I mean it's not a ever off the table but fortunately we'll have that uh energy that I think will really keep I, them going. I absolutely believe that um Going into this week's look ahead. So we have two games. Uh, first one you said against Chicago. Um, the next one against Calgary. Um, I have a few bullet points, uh, basically. Three three kind of things that, for me, would spell victory in all of them. Uh, so first one, we'll go ahead and look at Chicago. This game happens Wednesday. It's our opening night. Um, I'm Like I said, I'm just beyond excited for this season to start. You, you can't even imagine how just I'm shaking. I'm just antsy. I want to see the banner raised, but more importantly, I want these uh, regular season games to be in because they matter for something. You know, then you get to see everyone. It's not just all this preseason yeah. stuff. Um, so, with Chicago, they're a team that is they're they tanked, um, getting rid of all these good players such as the Brinkett and and whatnot. So. Um, yeah. My first bullet point with this is it's opening night, show up, and show out. This is the game where everyone's going to be eyes peeled on you. They're going to watch the banner be raised. You're going to say, okay, how good of a team was this? They need to have just kind of the start they had last season where they punched them in the mouth. They yeah. punched them in the mouth again and again and again. And, and to a point where Chicago could not get up from that. So that is my first bullet point is you have to make an occasion out of this. You have to show that you can you can take that cup, you've celebrated, you got drunk, you got all this stuff, but you're right back down to it and you're back to winning games in a dominant fashion. Because that is what we saw a lot last year was that dominant fashion win. Mm -hmm. um, second bullet point. For me, calibration for the new guys. Um, I'm talking about just for the skaters individually, right? So I'm talking about Rodriguez. I'm talking about those who are called up um, and and work. They came in from the late last season. So um, like I said, Rodriguez for the, the off-season acquisitions. But this is now your first full year with the Avalanche talking about um, me, um, oh my gosh, Josh, Josh Manson. Oh, defenseman, yeah. Talking about uh, Arturi Lekkanen, yeah. right? Those types of additions where they are now part of the team from the beginning. Yeah. Right? And and I have no doubt in my mind that they'll just take off right from where they were. Right? I think they'll just yeah, start right back in. Not competing for the cup. It, exactly. Right there. It's, right? it's totally different because because yeah. now when you start the season, 
you know and i don't know if, if maybe that's that's a different feeling for one when, when you're um acquired in the mid-season trade um but from day one all the way through it's got to feel a little different so for them yeah. to to come in and say okay i am here day one have all the way through the season um get good calibration from that uh, those those few guys that came in mid-season last year i think they'll be just fine but that's yeah. my second point is make sure you are calibrated uh number three assuming georgiev is the goalie and and we're going to talk about uh quick lineups here after this but assuming georgiev is your goalie time to bring confidence uh his you know obviously being on a new team is one thing but but not having a starting role to being thrown into a starting role on a Stanley Cup winning team, nonetheless, right. definitely is probably a little nerve wracking. Um, but he's he's got to show his confidence. He's got to show that the abs believe in me. I believe in myself. Um, and and obviously, you, you saw glimpses of him in his last preseason game. He did really good. So I think if, as long as he keeps that type of confidence flowing, um, I think in our goalie position, uh, we should be just fine yeah so uh did you want me to move on to calgary um or did you want to give um, your bullet points for for chicago yeah i mean i don't have too much it's i uh i like i say i'm kind of a sympathetic person and usually i don't think that like in every instance you need to go out and just beat the crap out of somebody but I think that that first game after the Stanley Cup, it's always like go out and show that we're still hungry as ever. Um, another thing is I'm happy that even though it's not with us, it is endearing to me that Johnson will be there for the cup paint banner, even if it's on the wrong side. It will be nice. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. And then I think with Georgiev, I'm just, uh, I'm excited to get going and I'm curious to see how we are going to play them. If I mean, they have said Georgiev is our starter, but I'm curious to see if we're going to try to 1A, 1B, to third playing time for one, um, see how they shake out. I mean, we know what we have for the most part in Francis, but we also want to keep them healthy. Um, he's used to playing behind the Rangers defense, which has been largely um, saved by having... After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. One of the best goalies in the NHL. So it's, it's even if... It's hard to explain as a goalie and even understand as a goalie, but it can be harder or different to transition to playing behind an elite defense. He's going to be seeing um, the best of the best, the best shots, the best mm -hmm. uh, players playing against us because yeah. everybody is always looking to go the hardest against abs, um, especially now even more so. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to see how he transitions to that because there's times I tell people, um, it's not always easier when you play with a better team until you learn. I mean, he's just going to have to learn. And that's every goalie. Kemper yep. was terrible yeah. last year after playing fantastic against us. So mm -hmm. goalies got their transitions. And 
Kemper's one of those guys that excels when he is getting the crap kicked out of him, pounded by shots, he excels. But we'll see how Georgiev does with that. I think that will be a transition time, but obviously he's got time, so. Yeah, definitely. Um, second game, very next day, Thursday, you go to Calgary. You go into the lion's den, essentially. Um, or, or the deteriorating one, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Either way, it is still a Lions in because that place is a riot, man. Yeah. Um, so the three points I have for this game that for me spell victory. Number one, do not let Nazem Kadri feel quote unquote at home. Nope. He's on a new team, but he's playing his old one, right? We know what he's capable of. He played the year of his life last season. Yep. It's on us to make sure that he doesn't get comfortable because, you know, he's practiced against us. I'm right. assuming a lot of the schemes and plays are largely the same. Um, so he, he might have kind of that inside track. Do not let that happen. Because if he does, he will be able to score on us more often than not. You know, yep. number two, disrupt zone entries. Um, Calgary, from from the times that I saw them a lot throughout last season, they had really fast and really precise zone entries. Um, for the times that that they had the puck, they had clear possession stuff like that. They mm -hmm. were very very good with getting into the zone and then setting up shop, right? And then just and then it was just basically a game of cat and mouse after that, to a point where then you go inside. Goudreau has that has that slot check. And shoots it right in usually works so if as long as you can disrupt their entry so they can't get set up they can't have a really good um four check in their offensive zone to get possession back if you do poke it away um i think that's a good key to the game as far as making their limitation in the offensive zone um not not worth their while mm -hmm. um third bullet point don't make mistakes that could lead to breakaways Calgary. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. And I, and, I'm, and I know from your standpoint, breakaways are probably the time where you just begin to start blowing chunks and throwing up in your mouth. And they're, they're not fun, I bet. But Calgary, again, are, are a team that they, they, they poke and they poke a lot. Um, so they and they have a lot of those opportunities where you get the either an odd man rush or just a solo breakaway with no one behind them. Right, and and mm -hmm. from what from what I hear, with Georgiev, is one of his weaknesses is a breakaway. He 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 bites on the first, maybe the second, but oftentimes he he bites wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. So will that change? You know, it's to be determined. We haven't even started the season yet. He, he could have fixed it. Who knows? But that's just from what I hear. He's he he bites first. Um. So don't let those breakaways happen because all these things assumed that would equal a goal for Calgary, right? Which could give yeah. a, a lot of fits at the, in the end run. So those are my three points for the Calgary game on Thursday at Calgary. Again, going to be a rocking atmosphere. Take that away too. Um, it is. Definitely. So Yeah, I think you wrap that up pretty nice. I mean, I am a lot on the same. Uh, I hate to focus in on the whole game being about Kadri, but the thing is, is for not just us, but for Bednar, for their own players, this game is a crapshoot for them. They've gone from having the single best line in the NHL to maybe having, you know, they might still have one of the best lines in the NHL, but they have flipped that team over. It's yeah. 
who even knows when you listen to uh, like the discussions about betting and stuff, it's like, how are they making these determinations when they have their top six has never played? I don't know if two of those guys have played a game together, you know, on the same line. So it's definitely a crapshoot. And the thing with Kadri is uh, he knows what he's going into. Nobody else knows what they're going into with him. But when mm-hmm. do we know Kadri plays the best? It's when he has a chip on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't hate us, but he's going to take this as a chip and know that's when he thrives. And it kind of makes me wonder is when he settles down and things chill out. I'm curious how he's going to play without a chip on his shoulder, without somebody telling him he can't when he is the golden boy and he's not fighting a suspension or bidding bottles at him. I'm curious to see (laughs) if he fuel himself because he'll use this to fuel himself against the abs, but I don't know what he's got. You know, it's that chip on his shoulder is his driving force. That is, Mm -hmm. uh, and that's so, I'm not so worried about Chicago, but I think the other priority needs to be protecting Georgiev and giving him the opportunity to come out confident. Um, I am curious that you haven't seen a final roster I'd like to see Georgiev against Calgary and Francis against the Hawks, but I'm curious to see if he'll play both. That is a lot of travel. Um, mm-hmm. Calgary's not exactly close to Denver. So I'm curious to see how that'll play out, who will play which. Um, they might want Francis in the banner drop game too. I don't know. We'll see. Yep. Definitely. Definitely. Um, okay. So last little, bo- last little point here and we'll wrap it up. Let's do some line predictions for opening night you want me to go first with mine or do you want to go ahead yeah no you can go because we kind of talked about them and i'm pretty much there with you on most of it okay good deal uh if if there is any uh change in opinion uh you could start screaming yeah from the people in the comments too i'm always curious to see yeah let us know in the comments please um i love i just love seeing where people kind of put people and personalities you know uh it's always interesting. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with forwards first, and then I'll move to defense second, and then obviously the two, the two goals. Yeah. So, okay. Opening night, my roster predictions. First line, your center is Nathan McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Your right wing is Miko Rantanen. Sounds pretty par for the course right now. Yeah. Your left wing is Arturi Lekkonen. Yes. So just a super quick tidbit. When they put Lekman, I heard this today from Peter Baugh. He said it came from his book. It was at the request of McKinnon that they moved Lekkonen with him. Oh, is that right? We'll see with Gabe being gone. He might, uh, we might see more Lecky. Might see more Lecky. That's interesting. I know. And now I really, um, I'd like to go get that book. Peter Baugh wrote a book. So. uh, Interesting, interesting. Yeah. I thought Hmm. that was his teaser tidbit. And I was like, oh. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Line number two. The center, which we discussed, is Alex Newhook. Mm -hmm. Again, hope that guy does really well. Your right wing, Valerian Nichushkin. Again, the man's getting paid. I uh, see no reason for him to just uh, alternate even between first and second, but he'll be second line in my my prediction. Mm -hmm. Left wing is Evan Rodriguez. And this is, again, because he he has that duality in position. So a lot of people thought center, because that is his main <laughs> focus, I suppose you could say. He can play left wing, and I think he does so in that opening game. Yeah. Um, see where it goes. Again, ultimately, I think he'll do just fine. I have mm-hmm. no concerns with it. 
but that's going to be i don't know if it's necessarily a hot take but it's a lukewarm take is I mean, rodriguez yeah. i think it's a great we never we widely assumed that we brought him in for that center position but mm-hmm. Bednar never said he was there specifically to fill that we also lost burkowski we also lost uh there was a lot yeah yeah so i mean it they may have not even planned for him to fill that. Oh, yeah. They, they might have known it was New Hook since day one and needed someone to replace Burakovsky. You know, you, ah. they're just, we just don't know. Yep. But either way, no, Rodriguez. I don't think it's that hot. It's the warmish. Luke, lukewarm. Yeah. Yep. Definitely lukewarm. Yeah. Okay. Line number three your center, JT Comper. Uh, there was a, there's an injury bug that he's kind of dealing with i don't know how severe but i'm just going to play it as though he's going to be fine um just because i don't want to think about who's going to be filling spots yeah. uh <laughs> he JT was out contact today so he was what he was out on the ice today so no contact, okay but okay good deal so he he might have a couple days to kind of turn that around because i know nachushkin did relatively well, he's fast. quite a bit of preseason too so he might, he might have been just rest or yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, right wing, Logan O'Connor. My boy. Uh, again, I this man is just a speed demon. Sometimes you think he's wearing number 29, even though he's not. I, that's exact. Oh, my God. It's so crazy because he almost looks like him, too. It's, 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 it's It blows my mind. That's how you part. Logan O'Connor. Yep. Um, left wing on the third line, I have Andrew Cogliano. Uh, and again, a lot of these, some, there are those uh, injuries that are, that are kind of ticking tacking at the, at the bottom. And then obviously with, with Landeskog, but he, for me, takes that left wing uh, third line position. Uh, fourth line for your center. I have Darren Helm. And again, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what exact position he does have, however, and I don't know he's dealing with an injury, however, I feel like he'll be back just fine, centering that fourth line because he has the veteran experience, mm-hmm. he has the presence there, uh, and the other two, who I'm going to name, could use that. So that being said, right wing for your fourth line, I have the man, the myth, the legend, the goon, Curtis McDermott. <laughs> hot, hot, hot. <laughs> That's the hot take. Um, I think I think he'll be out there for game one. Um, I don't know. I don't know too much of of who else to put there just because it doesn't quite seem to fit. Plus, I want. I, I think Curtis McDermott. When I said show up, show out, and my and my points to win the game, part of showing out is getting in some fights, roughing up some people. Right, so I think if you put Kurtz McDermott out there, it'll be a spectacle, man. It'll be just an amazing, just yeah. view, just for people to get behind and start getting their blood pumping. Uh, Him being like on that. the ice is a statement in its own. Yeah, so. definitely. And did we, we sign him for two years or was it one? Us uh, two. It was two years. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. That's saying something. I mean, they value him more than I think. Twitter, Twitter yellers value him <laughs> i know well and because the problem with him was you know he he was he was slow mishandled the puck mm-hmm. a lot but he got better through the season but yeah. oh, boy sure. how did, did that man fight so uh, that's what that's who i have fourth line on the the right wing fourth line left wing i have the kid ben myers 
Yeah. Uh, Batman, like I said, he's he shows talent beyond anything right now on on that squad, especially for the the recent uh, waivers or the calldowns. He he's got a lot of promise as well. He's kind of got that uh, Alex Newhook kind of feel. I again, I hope Batman's career takes off. He stays with the Avalanche forever. Right. Uh, you know, he, he shows a lot, a lot of promise for me. So those are my forward lines. And then your average rookie. Egg, exactly. Yep. That boy better win the Calder Trophy or I'm going to be severely disappointed. Okay. <laughs> uh, moving on to defense uh, real quick here. First two lines should be obvious. The one-two punch of Kale McCarr and Devon Taves. You can't get a better defensive pairing than that so in the good. NHL. It's, it's not even it, fair. It's not even fair. I think those two, again... Taves, once his once his deal's done, I have all, you know, confidence he signs a new one. You know, I I think he he's just that good. And Kale McCarr, we can't sing enough praises about the man. I mean, it's just ridiculously amazing how talented he is. Uh, okay, line number two, uh, Bowen Byram and Josh Manson, Josh the acquisition. Lee. Yep, um, I think again those two work really well together. Um, though I would see maybe throughout the season having um, just seeing Kale McCarr work a little bit with Bowen Byram. Mm-hmm. I know they might do that on maybe some penalty or some power play, excuse me, and stuff like that. But maybe in the regular play on five on five, they might see a little bit of a shift. But for right now, I think your best bet for sure is to have Josh Manson and Bowen Byram. Mm-hmm. Uh, last line, third line for defense, I have Sammy G, Mr. Samuel Girard. And Eric Johnson, uh, the Condor himself, uh, he's you know going into the last year of his deal. Yeah. I think he tries to go out with a bang, and obviously okay. you have the you have Gerard who just he, he he can skate just with this beautiful finesse, and he does these little turnaround tricks that are very very tight and very like um, yeah. very like misfortunate for the other teams to try to to try to defend that. So. He's very unassuming when he pulls out those. He he is he is. Uh, lastly, the goalies, I would believe that Georgiev is going to be your starting goalie. Um, although, and my wife brings up a beautiful point here, Frankie, for the banner raising game, as he yeah. was on the squad last year, that is a good point. Um, that being said, though, I think, I think right now they would probably look to get those training wheels, so to speak, from Georgiev right. off and out of the way first and then have Francois maybe do the second part in in Calgary. Um, That would be my guess. And I think they are pretty serious about, um, they want to establish the mentality because I don't think Bednar would have come out and said it otherwise that Georgiev is our starter. And Mm -hmm. they might start him for Calgary and Chicago because I don't think that they want to leave any question as to who the starter is as much as we clearly value Francois. I think they're... um, very intent on showing that they're adamant that I mean, I mean, we're paying him, so you know, he should be the starter technically. We're just lucky to have a very competent backup if that's, you know, what they want to call him. Yep, definitely. So anyway, those are my predictions. Uh, Brittany, sounds like you largely agree. Yeah, I mean, we're pretty much in agreement. I, uh, especially for the first two games, I just hope I really want to see Sampo get in that lineup really, really, really bad. Fingers crossed uh, that he becomes one of those guys called up. But, uh, yeah, if, if there are any other injuries, uh, like I said, with Comfer, Helm, those guys, still yeah. I'm not entirely sure where they'd sit. So 
it'll definitely be a treat for sure to see who ends up filling that third and fourth line. Yep. So. Well, yeah, I think that covered about everything there. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope everyone enjoyed this week's episode. Um, I know that's a lot of player talk, but that's kind of what the season is right now. Um, but we will see you next week. Hopefully if you enjoyed it, stick around. We'll be here all year. Uh, well have a good week. See ya. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois.